welcome back to the podcast. We have a very special guest. If you want to introduce yourself. What's up? Uh, I'm a Pazzo or Ross. I uh, work for Sentinels as a YouTube manager and an editor. Oh, okay. Uh, do you also work for Clicks too as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I work for uh, Clicks as well. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So, still, huge thing. How did you first end up uh, as a Sentinels editor? So, I mean, my story is like kind of um, very much different and to most people's entry into esports. I mean, I don't think anyone really has a normal entry into esports, but mine was certainly not that normal. So, um, I started like I used to want to be like a Fortnite pro, like really badly. When I was like 16, 17, I, like, I wanted to be a Fortnite pro so bad, but I was like never good enough. So um, I still wanted to be like involved in the scene and in the community. So I like I, I like knew how to edit. So my friend was like, why don't you like edit YouTube videos? So I like made like really bad montages and like videos and stuff. And um, I like reached out to people and like would edit for free, like, like small streamers with like 10 viewers, 15 viewers, and just like would work for free. Um, and then I like started working my way up and I started working with bigger people. Like I built my resume for like six months, like working for free. And then I stumbled across this, uh, or I hit my friend up who was an editor and he, I was like, yo, you know, anyone needs a client. Um, he like was already like pretty successful at the time. I was like, you know, you know, anyone needs a client. And he was like, um, yeah, there's this uh, guy in North America, um, who's really good. And he was Booga. Um, oh. and he only had, he only had like 10 K on YouTube at the time. It was before he called for world cup, um, like or less than 10 K on YouTube, like 5 K on Twitter. Uh, I started working with him. Like we hit it off. We became like, we became friends. I started working with him. I was just getting paid like $400 a month or something. And I was running his YouTube. And then three months later, he won Fortnite world cup. Um, and then like we hit a mill within like 48 hours or something. We went from like 30 K wow. subs to like a million, like overnight. And I honestly thought I was going to get like fired and he was going to like hire like some agency or something or some like big channel manager, but he kept me on. Um, and then like all my socials grew and like, I kind of got, I got a couple other clients. I could start working with clicks off the back of it. Um, and then he was sent he still is on Sentinels. Um, and I got to know like the Sentinels people and I kind of like, I kind of like would troll about it and joke about it on Twitter. Cause like I, like every all the editors about then like wanted to be part of like an org um so i like him i I would just like tweet like oh sentinels when like you're looking for an editor i'd like reply to tweets and i'd like dm them because i kind of knew some of the staff and then a position came up and they're like yo you want to you want to do you want to join sentinels and be a part of our video team like on a part-time basis and just before they had a valorant team or anything so they had an apex team and a fortnite team Mm. um and i yeah i took on that took in that position and and it was like it, it was a couple weeks later they signed the valorant team i can't remember exactly but it was around that time um and then yeah time went by and then i took on a bigger role and then when their social guys left and then the position opened up to run their youtube channel and then that happened by like a year or two ago a year a year and a half ago maybe and then yeah i'm, I'm here now that's where i'm at hey you can always say you almost struck gold with first of all you booga and yeah 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 I, I, I definitely got very lucky and i like owe my whole career to him um I, I used to like struggle with imposter syndrome quite a lot, but like, I mean, I, I, some, I just try to th- think of it like everyone gets lucky. It's like what you do with that luck. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I got, I got super lucky and I like kept worked hard and I kept doing it and I like, saw there could be like some sort of future in it. And I, uh, worked with other people and networked and I ended up here. So, I mean, sometimes I still struggle with it. Be like, I mean, like if that never happened, where would I be? Like, would I even be in this position? But like everyone's has to have like a bit of luck to get to where they are anyway. So like everyone gets lucky. You just got to, yeah, what you do with that luck is what matters. I mean, having that on your resume, even if in the future, having resumes like, yeah, I edited and was managed Sentinel's YouTube channel. Because right now, they are one of the biggest esports orgs, in, at least in North America right now. Yeah. Especially with their Valorant. I mean, everyone jokes about them. It's like, oh, they're just the Valorant org. But yeah. to be honest, like, look how far they've come. They, they signed people like Tarek and all that. So when it comes to, I know you're the editor for the YouTube and you have the Do you, how early do you know the inside scoops of like for example content creators and then um like players when they gets on for like when i dm you is like yo did you know about pinkata and saucy you're like i can't say anything so like like just now it's like really crazy right because like ross romania so like stuff happens like so quickly like sometimes we'll like i mean it depends like like i don't know i'm not like that high on a priority list of like knowing stuff so like like um, like our 3D designers and stuff that make like the really like cool like Twitter videos like they know like quite early on. I'll maybe know like sometimes like with Tarek I helped out with the video so I knew like 
a week before you got signed. Um, but like just now, like sometimes we'll find out like like 48 hours or like a day before that we're signing someone and we have to like post the announcement like a couple of days after. Like it's it's it can be like crazy, like especially right now, like with all these like players getting signed so quickly, like everything happens so fast. It's it's pretty insane. It's uh fast turnarounds, definitely not like what I would be, be used to. Um, it's like right now, like deciding players is, is short turnarounds, but usually it's like, I don't know. Some, it really depends. Like it varies from player to player. Like sometimes if it, if it's going to get leaked or something, we'll like rush out quicker, but I don't know, I'd say like a week before usually if it's like Tarek, for example, was like a week before, um, Shroud was a different one because like Shroud was like super like, like held quiet. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, because that, that was like a huge secret, and that, that didn't get leaked at all, which is surprising. Because like Sentinel's yeah. like none of our shit gets leaked like ever. I mean, like how? Like, how do you guys do that? That's the know. one thing you guys are the only org where like for some reason everything. I mean, I'm minus this roster, of course. Yeah, but, like, yeah. You always keep everything hush hush. How the hell do you guys not manage to leak anything? That's an like that's impressive in itself. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, I mean, I think it's because like our team is like relatively small compared to like other orgs. Uh, that's what I would uh, my guess would be um maybe riley who's like our head of marketing would have like a, a different opinion but i feel like it's just because our team's so small and like we all like i don't know we all like it's not like i don't know central is like kind of different to like most orgs i feel like internally like we don't have that big of like a of like a of like a team compared to like 100 thieves like 100 thieves are at least they used to have like a massive team and i feel like it's way easier for stuff to get leaked that way whereas ours like it's very few or i mean in comparatively is like very few people that actually know about the the leaks and like launches so it's it's pretty easy to keep under wraps so management is kind of good when it tells you it's like oh you know just letting you know in a week we're signing Tarek or like hey we just need you to make this video but like they probably know like a month in advance um yeah i'm I'm mostly yeah i'm not really sure i could kind of just get handed it down from my boss and like it it really depends like it's like a kind of like a need to know basis like if if you if you need to know obviously like I'll know like before it gets tweeted because we have like the video to get ready to upload before. But um, yeah, it's it, 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 really, it really depends from player to player. So when it comes to you like uh, editing, like how do you first like find that passion for editing? Like did it just come out of nowhere? Were you in school for it? Like how did that come to fruition? Yeah, so like the first time I ever edited was um, in an English class. We had to like take like a, a Shakespeare or was it yeah it was a shakespeare play and we had to like make like a short film of it um and that was the first time like i actually well i guess i did like i made i used to make like youtube videos when i was like a little kid but like it was hardly editing it was like on my like ipad but like the first time i like actually got into editing was i was like like 15 and i was in school and we made like a shakespeare thing and i I didn't want like i had to be part of it but like i didn't want to be on camera so like i was like okay i'll I'll guess i'll edit it because like I don't know. <laughs> is that meant I meant I didn't have to be on camera, and then I like realized like I enjoyed it and like I had a good time doing it. So then I would just like make like short films with my friends, like just for fun, like outside of school, or we'd make like just random like videos just for fun. Like I would never post them or anything. We would just like I don't know. We would just like film shit and like edit it like with like effects and stuff. And I don't know. We would, that, this is what we would do for fun. Um, and then like since I already had that skill, like I said, um, I kind of combined the two with my two like passions i guess like gaming and like movie making like video editing and i combined them and then that's that's kind of how i ended up what i'm doing yeah um i mean i know your editing is more of just like a traditional editing with like um with clicks and then for the sentinels it's like more of content related but i know yeah. like uh how about other editing uh like styles like for like the frag movies like you know the moves like how he does his editing yeah. style like what do you ever think about how do you like what do you think about those kind of edits compared to like yours where like you're more traditional it's more just like hey we're based off content we're not like super flashy colorful all around music all that stuff yeah i mean honestly i think my editing like sucks like i i've, I've never really been that good at editing i've just like done enough editing like that like, i need to like i i really enjoy my main passion now is like like youtube management and channel management i think that's like i'll end up doing more of that and less editing so like I have like a lot of respect for like the editors are like actually really good. Like I, I know enough where like I can, I can make a, a video look good. And like, I feel like my storytelling is better than like my actual effects and like transitions and like, like the, the technical aspects um, of editing. Like, I enjoy, I enjoy like, we did like a, we've done a couple of docu-series and stuff and I enjoy that, like the storytelling and the pacing and stuff. I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. But like in terms of like the moves and um, who else is there? There's, there's another one. Um, uh, the Forest, I think was one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah they're they're like their editing style is so cool i love it i wish i could do stuff like that but i just like never dedicated the time to it and i think i'm kind of closer to ending my editing part of my career than i am to like re-go back and maybe like i'll do it for fun and like learn how to make stuff like that but i mean yeah i just have like so much respect for them because I, I tried like doing stuff like that and i just i don't know i just, I just gave up because it's, it's just like so much effort and like the creativity these guys have they get a lot of hate which is kind of weird yeah like, i don't i was gonna ask you about that like i why do you think they get so much hate for like no reason i feel like they're just like they're making i don't know how to say this but like they're, it always feels like they're just like showing their creativity and it's like yeah they're just trying to make it fun but for some reason a lot of people find it like hateful so i don't know yeah. if they're just jealous or more just like I, I they don't it's not anything for it's what's weird about it is they don't edit anything offensive it's just like valorant yeah. clips but people get offensive why do you think what is you think that the main reason is why they get so much hate for their editing i a lot of like the editing community is like kind of kind of weird it can they can be kind of weird and there's a lot of like fragile egos and a lot of people like see people really? like getting yell like i mean a lot of it i wouldn't say like maybe in like main esports right now but like a lot of like editors like from the old community of parv and stuff like a lot of them would like get mad when they see someone being successful and also because like the moves and like all like that editing styles like tiktok editing where like a lot of like editors have this like weird like like su superior superiority like complex because like they came from like cod editing or like cs editing oh yeah, um, yeah. and they're like oh this guy just blew up on tiktok like i've been doing this for years and my videos don't get as many views and a lot of it, like it comes down to that that people will say it's not but in my opinion that's where i think it comes from like people with just like fragile egos that they see someone else doing way better and like oh he's not he's not doing this he's not like i don't know like whatever like they're not doing it the right way or whatever or the mm -hmm. way they would do it like the traditional way and people are like oh they're blowing up and it sucks it's just repetitive and it's the same thing but like at the end of the day if people enjoy watching it that's what that's what matters like you, the, the whole reason you should edit is to make the viewer enjoy what they're watching and obviously they're doing that the viewers are enjoying it i mean maybe it's like slightly repetitive and the same stuff but like the viewer enjoys watching it and that's the end goal that's all that matters like i i, I really don't understand why people get so upset about it it's kind of cringe and kind of weird yeah you can also I mean, say killing it. <laughs> you can also say kind of like content creators as well because there's some content creators like um like i mean i personally have never run into like any toxic content creators so mm -hmm. like but i hear like stories about like hey like they'll talk shit or those they'll downplay some consecrated because it's like oh i should be the one uh yeah. blowing up like not him i should be the one i'm better i'm better but it's like i feel like a lot of people don't they uh, there's a lot of people that more i don't know uh, you're saying it's editing community is kind of the same because when it comes to, i know i remember editors they're just like they just edit and that's it but i feel like now more editors have more of a personality yeah like they're actually yeah, yeah. shown a lot now and it's kind of nice to see because let's be serious they do put in a lot of the work same they just put in as much work a lot of the work as con like the actual streamers or yeah. like the content creators do so it's always nice to see but it's it kind of sucks that a lot of the content creators and like editors not a lot of them but like some like they're just fragile egos i feel like yeah people don't support each other and it kind of sucks because I always feel like uh, we're like let's be serious. Esports is still a very new thing. Mm -hmm. uh, you, if you can, uh, if you could kind of agree with me on that, because people, yeah, it's definitely. still not fully accepted. I feel like because it's like, oh, you're just watching video games. You're just yeah. playing video games. You're not doing much. So, what would you do? Like, what do you think should like change about that? Like, as in like esports being like widely accepted. Well, accepted and more just like content creators and editors more being supportive than just like oh, talking okay. to each other. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I feel like, 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 um, content creators and people like working together is like, I don't know, is like a huge like hack and cheat on like how you can like grow super quickly because like if you can like intermingle like your your fan bases with each other, like, I don't know, it seems like an, a really easy way to grow really fast because if you can get like some of their audience to come over to yours and then your audience goes over to theirs, I don't know, yeah, a lot of people like will only want to go and like work with people above them. But there's a lot to gain from like collaborating with someone below you because like their whole audience might have never seen you before. And a lot of people have like yeah, a lot of people just have like this weird like ego and not wanting to work with someone smaller. But I think I think a lot of content creators could definitely gain from like working with smaller people. I mean, I don't, I don't know, like yeah, maybe not like super small compared to them. But I mean, even then, but it's yeah, I don't know. A lot of people just need to drop their ego a little bit. Like people hit like hundred k subs or something, and then they think they're hot shit yeah i don't know it's 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 kind of weird but i don't know i guess that's I just like the internet they focus a lot on the numbers it's like hey yeah. my numbers are bigger than his means i'm better 
It's yeah. just like, it's not really that. It's just like how you carry yourself and how brandable. I mean, you do work for, I mean, Sentinels is a tier one org. So yeah. what do you think like they look for more than the content creators? I know you're not in like the marketing area more, mm-hmm. but like you could definitely, I mean, you work in the YouTube, you're like YouTube management. So you see the numbers and you're like, okay, if our numbers are like good like this, if our editing is like this, our style is like this, our uploads like this, what can you give some advice for some content creators that do want to be signed to a tier one org in the future? I mean, yeah. because you've worked with Click, you've worked with Booga, you've, you're working with Sentinels now. So what like what tips or like what you think are like some advice you can give to some content creators that do want to get signed in the future? Yeah, I, mean, I think consistency is like probably like one of the most important things. Like I've always said that to anyone that like wants to grow on YouTube or like be successful on YouTube. And especially like in the eyes of an org or I think, well, I mean, I don't know if I'm speaking about Sentinels, but just like if I was someone trying to sign a player or like, or sign a content creator, sorry, like consistency is the number one thing. Cause a lot of people like get, like I used to happen a lot with like when people would, like get signed to phase, like back in the day, mm-hmm. they would sign to phase and then like, they're like, that's it. I've made it, you know? And they stop posting. They go from posting like every day to like once a week. And then it just yeah. slowly falls off from there. But I think if you can prove that you're like, going to consistently upload and consistently create content, not only is that like super healthy for your socials and like growing on the platform individually, but also proving to an org that you're like committed and like, you're ready to put the time in and consistently post videos and you're not just going to quit after signing, you know, you gotta, you gotta prove that you're really dedicated to it. And I think a, a lot of orgs would see value in that. For sure. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if you, you remember the whole, um, frosty and Nate shot situation that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's a for example like of that. Yeah. Like Nate Shop was like, yo, you got signed, but like you didn't put any of the work in. He's yeah. saying that we stole money, but we it showed like he made like close to 60K a year just yeah. by being a, a content creator, which is, to be fair, it's a lot of money. And just to yeah. be a content creator. And then you see, it's nice because you see some content creators. Like Myth was like, yeah, I didn't even get paid close to that when I was signed with TSM. Yeah. Like that was TSM and they're like a lot, and then they're like big and all. So it's like interesting to see like your the consistency. And then like, I feel like a lot of people lose patience as well yeah. i don't know if you can agree with me on that because people are like i want to get signed now i want to get paid now yeah, yeah. so it's it's it i can understand i can see them where it's like being patient is hard because yeah. for me it's like yeah for this podcast like i it, it we've been doing this for close to a year and it's like we haven't got paid once we, yeah. we don't get paid at all for a whole year but we're still doing it we're just still kicking through we're, it's because we have part-time jobs and we have a life outside of this we would hope to make this big yeah but that's what that's why I would, uh, that's what's interesting about content creation. It's like, it, you can literally be doing this for like three, four, five plus years and still not get mm-hmm. signed by an org. And then afterwards yeah. you will. Because I mean, yeah. look, a, like, you'll see some content creators, like look at Tyler One. He was like, <laughs> I feel like he's a good example because he was just yeah. like that one dude that just like posts for shits and giggles and streams for yeah. shits and giggles. And now he's signed with T1. Yeah. So I, I, it's always. I, yeah. What were you going to say? Sorry. I, I oh, no, no. I'm saying it's always interesting to see like some journeys that come through. And then it's like, like you said in the beginning, it's like nobody has a perfect path to esports yeah yeah it's different for everyone yeah and i think a lot of, a lot of time that a lot a big problem that a lot of people like create for themselves is like chasing an org right like a lot of all people think that like they're only going to make it if they're like they have their eyes set on like one org and like i mean it happened a lot with like phase right like everyone was like mm-hmm. i want to join phase that's my only thing and some people like use it as like a motivating factor but it kind of like holds you back from like a lot of opportunities because you're you're so focused on like joining one org and it's like it limits you from like joining other orgs or I don't know. Like I feel like joining an org is is a lot more overhyped than people think. I mean, yeah, it pays you like a, a salary. I mean, from a content creator point of view, not from like a, like an editor point of view. I mean, yeah, yeah, it pays you it pays you a salary, which is great. But you should like become big enough that an org wants to sign you, right? It, sh- it shouldn't be you wanting to sign to an org. An org should want to sign you because yeah. a lot. Of, and then like that also gives you the upper hand because if you're chasing an org, like they're going to give you a contract and they're going to be like the worst contract because they know that you want to join the org. But if they come to you about it, like you have the upper hand, you have all the power and like negotiating and signing and how much you want to get paid and, and all that. Um, I think, yeah, I think chasing an org is like probably like the, the whole grinding thing, like benefits the org far more than it does the content creator. Like, it, I mean, it used to happen a lot in Fortnite. Like you're like, oh, grinding for this, RC for this, which, which is literally just free promotion for the team or the org um yeah i think it's less relevant in valorant um but definitely like in fortnite and like other communities like it benefited the orgs far more than it benefited the players ever 
Yeah, I mean, uh, there's always like horror stories of like players who's or like pro players in different esports, like who's got signed contracts, and it's like they signed because they were young. It's like, oh shit, look at me, like I got signed to this. Yeah, I'm like I'm big shot now. It's like, but the contract is like you're stuck to this contract for two years, and like you have to listen to what they say because they yeah. own, essentially own you at that point. Yeah, yeah, and that's so why like, again, again, a lawyer to read over your contract is so important. Like I even like even mine is like a, like an editor contract, so like a like a employee contract, and I, I still got it all checked over and everything. Like like you got a you lawyer and be too careful. Check out? Yeah, 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 yeah. You never like every contract ever. You should always get it checked over because so many. Like it might seem like you're joining the best team in the world, best org in the world, but there there could be one thing like whether it's like on purpose or not. You want you want to make sure that you have everything exactly the way you want it because like a lawyer will like point out like like you realize if you sign this this is gonna happen and anyway oh yeah I'm cool with this happening and then. If you do that, if you sign this, this is going to happen. And then like, you can go through it with them and really understand like what you're actually agreeing to. Do you, do orgs like find it kind of offensive if you do bring a lawyer? Oh, no. I feel like there's, because I understand it's like, oh, bringing a lawyer. It's like, it, it, like that, just saying that it's like, I'll, I'll, I would like to talk to my lawyer about this. It's yeah. like, it was like a big, it's I like mean, a big, it's like a big thing. So like, I don't know, because do you think it's like, uh, maybe that's why like, it's a little scary and they don't want to push the org away because like you come in, for example, set notes come in. It's like, Hey, we would like to sign you the content creator. And some countries, like, if I say I want to bring my lawyer to this, they might push him away and I might lose my opportunity. Do you think that that's a thing or is it just no, like, no, I think that would be a massive red flag if the org was uncomfortable with you bringing a lawyer in because, I mean, that means they have something to hide, right? Like, if, I know, if an org turns you down because you want to bring a lawyer in, like, I think you should, that org, you should immediately cut all ties with that organization because that is just a bad idea. Because, I mean, yeah. lawyers, like, only trying to help you and make you in the best situation and, like, your org should also want the best for you as well and uh yeah no 100 get it checked over even if it's like a small contract even if it's like a like a tier three contract or something you definitely want to get it checked over because i don't know there could be some stipulation where you're like a tier three and then you get really good and then you want to go join like a tier one team or a tier two team comes knocking and then you can't because this org has you locked in or they get to take like 10 percent of your future salary or some some crazy shit like that um yeah but you always want to get it checked over yeah, I know it's a, it, it, people sound like it's a lot of work, but scary. But in the future, it always means. Oh, like, yeah, 100% worth it. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I can't remember how much, like, a, I had like a family friend who's a lawyer look over it. But, like, yeah, if you're, if you're, uh, it's definitely worth the money to have a lawyer look over your, over your contract. Have you ever seen a contract where, like, you were like, oh, yeah, it's good. But then a lawyer picked out, it's like, yeah, I just want to let you know, like, it's a little bit sketchy. Or uh, I mean, not happened? my, my sense was one. I mean, I don't, I don't know how much, I, I mean, I won't, I won't go into it, but like, I know I'd never had any problems. Like, I mean, my, my lawyer would go through it and be like, you understand if you do this, this is what happened and this will happen. But like, I already knew that and like was understanding of what it all meant. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I, I never had any problems, luckily, thankfully. Do, was Sentinels always like the first option or were you always like a big, uh, were you big fans of other words that you were like, damn, I would, I would have loved to edit or manage the YouTube for yeah. Um, before Not saying that like you I, don't like Sentinels, it's just oh, like, no, I, like, like I would never. I, I genuinely would never go to like if Honor Thieves like offered me anything or Phase or anyone. Like I love Sentinels. I love the people I work with. Like I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Like I, the the culture like at Sentinels is way. It's like it's not like laid back, but it's like it's like super like like cool. Like all the people are really cool. I love everyone I get to work with. My boss Sean. Like everyone's like super smart. Like it, it's like we have a good time. We uh, we. Like have fun working. Yeah, you, know? um, <laughs> you guys meme a lot. I love. I love. Yeah. I love your Twitter. Whoever runs your Twitter is like the funniest. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's Dom Tagney and Riley right there. Yeah, they're no, really they're, they're one of the funniest people. Like, yeah, yeah, I, they're great. They're like how they run the Twitter is what I think East every esport org. Yeah, like they Dude, just I, wrote. I mean, yeah, I sometimes do it best. Like, so, bro, I, I mean, I, I, I would like the honest truth on, on my on everything I love. Like, so I would never go anywhere else for Sentinels. Like. People, people always think, oh, 100 Thieves is the best, whatever, but I, I would never leave Sentinels for, for Because there's a lot of stuff in the background that it's never publicized. Like, they yeah. do. It's like, I mean, it's, uh, I, I don't know how editors have it, but, you know, like, of course, players and content, content creators is like, hey, like, you know, I just don't like the environment. Like, the culture here, it does not fit me. So, yeah. like, you can't just say, I would like to fit TSM, and then you go there, and it's like, nothing like you expected. Yeah. So, I feel like a lot of people don't understand that. It's like, hey, it's a tier one work, but, like, do you, are you gonna be happy in it? Yeah, you know, fit the company. Yeah, exactly. Because like, I mean, the thing I like love about Sentinel so much is again, is like, since it's like a smaller like team relatively compared to like other orgs, and obviously like we're growing. Like now we're part franchising. Like the, the org is gonna grow, but yeah. like at least right now, and I think we're gonna keep like try to keep it as, as much as we can the way it is because like it obviously works so well. Um, 
they're like, yeah, we can have like influence over like anything. Like we all like talk about everything. Like we all talk about like what's going on in Twitter or what's going on in YouTube. And like, we take things that's going on on Twitter and like, we talk about it and try to put it into the YouTube videos. And like, we can have influence over like everything. Like it's, it's, it's really cool. Like how much like impact mm-hmm. and like creative freedom you can kind of get. Whereas like, I think like if it was at, like an org like TSM or something, like it's like a huge company and there's like layers of management and it'd be so hard to like, like if I came up with a video idea, like uh, as an editor at TSM, I doubt I would like be able to go much further with it. I mean, I probably, there's probably ways, but at Sentinels, I can, I can just like pitch it to my boss or pitch it to Riley or something. And then like the likelihood of it actually happening is like super, super likely, yeah. you know, like the, the whole like tens tries series. I don't know if you've ever seen that on YouTube. Like that was something like we all just came up with together and like, we have a bunch of ideas of like their future times tries and it's like the whole company like it's like designers like pitching in ideas and like everyone like gives their opinion and it's like really like the whole of sentinels behind everything it's not just like we're all divided into groups it's it's really cool like so for uh, like do you tell them it's like uh what ideas have you like pitched and it's like hey i would re- this would like really be cool if we just got all the players and they just did this or they would answer this question like have you, um, which, which videos have you done that like has actually put through and you guys edited and pushed out honestly like i couldn't name one where it's like individually because it really is like such like a group discussion where it's like kind of we're building off of like each other's ideas i really enjoy the 10 try i can't remember who came up with 10 tries um but like there was there was one 10 tries idea it was like um 10 tries playing valorant and like uh the cheapest setup on amazon and we like we had some problems like technical issues so the episode never came out but like that, that was an idea i, th- I think yeah i got i gotta come up with that idea i think um and i feel then, like just slapping tense's name on anything just dude, yeah no, that's a lot like, of viewers, just, yeah no, 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 it is like tense tense is a cheat code tense that's yeah. what it's like like any clip like when we used to like do a lot more of like highlights where we just like post like stream highlights like every it was he was the easiest one because like usually with like other people you'd have to like scroll through and like pick one clip there and then scroll through but like literally if like i go in tens and like download the top like 30 clips of the week like like at least 20 like 25 of them would be ready to go straight onto youtube i wouldn't have to delete any of them or anything like they would like go straight into the video he's he's crazy like 10 10 yeah. they just put 10 to the face and name in the thumbnail and it's a million view video have you have you like you've spoken to 10s personally like how is he like off stream and like off practice and all yeah, that? no no they're like all really cool i mean, I mean I've, i don't really talk to that many of them that 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 many of them that often like sometimes there's like recording sessions but i'm not really in all the recording sessions um but like from the contact i've had with like all the guys like they're really cool like i met Tarek and dapper like a couple weeks ago at twitchcon um mm-hmm. and i was really cool again to speak to them in person they're yeah they're like they're, they're all like super cool they're all like but like the you go them like yo just by the way i'm like i'm the editor or like they already knew yeah i mean were. well so like it was kind of weird because like i mean like at twitchcon in general like you don't know if someone like if someone's gonna remember your name or not so like Tarek, i like i hadn't really like spoken to before or, like i think i'd been in a, a call with him like once maybe or maybe not at all i, I can't remember um i don't get had but i went up to Tarek and i was like um yo uh i uh i, I worked for sentinels i um i i, I know because i knew sean like knew, like knows him quite well i was like oh sean's my boss and stuff and he's like oh no way he's like oh you're the guy that makes me look good and i was like oh yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> joking with him about that. and then like when i met dapper like that was, that was really good dapper remembered me because like we i've been in a couple of recording sessions with dapper that was cool because um, I, I go up to him like oh uh, yo what's up i don't know if you remember my name is a like, oh shit yeah what's up Abazo? like how are you doing bro like it's, yeah. it's cool it's cool when they when they like remember you i, I mean i don't know it's, it's uh yeah i don't know it was, it was it was a good time getting to meet those guys in real life yeah i feel like a, a people put these like like Tarek and, pro, and all these pro players and such a high pedestal but to be honest they're just like just regular yeah, normal people yeah yeah no they're just like, cool people guys, don't understand yeah. that it's like they're just dudes like they'll just yeah. like they'll say some shit and like be like oh you're like a you're a big star. You can't say that's like, dude. They're just human. Like, yeah, they're just people. They're not like they're not like super mutants where like they can fly. And like, no, they're just regular dudes. Yeah. I feel like no, people yeah. don't understand that, especially like tens. Like everyone think like makes this guy look like God, but it's like end of the day, he's just like a regular dude like everyone else. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, he's just a guy that's like, good at video games. Yeah, yeah, it's not like it's not like an offensive thing. It's like more of a compliment. It's like you treat these guys like normal human beings. Like every, yeah. they're like they. I feel like they prefer that because like we've talked. Like I've talked to like some CEOs like uh, like the Leviathan t- CEO dude. The most down-to-earth CEO I've ever spoken to. He's, like, a genuine gamer. And then I feel like, I, after that, I felt like, I'm like, damn, like, everyone just, like, it, it, they're they're just, like, dude, they're just regular people. Yeah. I feel like they yeah, don't no, yeah. understand That's, that. like, the, the biggest, like, one of the biggest takeaways, like, working, like, in the content career industry, not, not even just in Valorant, like, like, clicks and Booga, like, they're all just, like, I don't know, they're just, like, 
they're just like me, you know, this except they make a lot more money and like they have a lot more followers, you know, <laughs> like yeah. there's like, there's like normal guys, you know, like you can have like a normal conversation with them just about like anything. A lot have of people, you spoken yeah, to like, your CEO, the Sentinel CEO? How is he? Um, Rob, I've never spoken to him one-on-one, but like he's in means and stuff. He, yeah, he's cool. He's like very cool. Like he's, 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 he, nah, he's a cool guy for like a CEO. Like a lot of people expect like a CEO to be like someone like, in like a suit and like super serious, but no, he's, he's cool. He's funny. He's funny. He's, he's, he's a funny guy. Yeah. I feel like a CEO has like a big impact on what, how the org is. Yeah. Well. No, he definitely like, like represents like the Sentinels, like the yeah. feeling of Sentinels. Like he definitely is represents that i feel like because for carl i mean like uh, unfortunate what happened to carlos but like with that yeah. situation with g2 it's like g like g like g2 was carlos carlos was g2 so yeah like when he left and like i feel like it always felt like like a part of g2 left so it's always yeah, really yeah. weird and i feel like every ceo has like a feel, they have more impact for like nate shot like nate yeah. shot like he feels I, like under like, these he he is like yeah without him i feel like hundred thieves would kind of be like a little flat so yeah. like he is hundred thieves hundred thieves is him so Seems like it, hex I've, as well yeah no, for sure hex yeah like i i i've watched like i grew up watching these guys yeah. so like a lot of people like whoever watches like in csgo cod or any of that like you grew up watching these guys and it's always yeah. it's always nice to see it's not like it feels like more of a proud thing i don't know if you ever watched yeah. an idol like sm- go small and be really big it's like yeah. of course they don't know you but it's almost feel like it always feels nice to see them grow and yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. Motivates you in a way yeah like if they can do it like you can do it too yeah yeah but yeah then... i feel like the consecration of course like pro is completely different but like i mean editors as well like you guys always have like such a nice personality i feel like a lot yeah. of people like i met some like uh the editor who edits for the podcast he's like one of the chills dude like i fucking love him like, yeah talking shit and, like he's just so chill he's because he a lot of editors are just as hungry as some content creators as well. Oh yeah. Like, they, they go hand in hand. Like if the editor is as hungry as a content creator, like you guys just flourish so much. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean like, like a, a large reason why a lot of like people get into like behind the scenes of YouTube is because they like enjoy like content creation and making videos and like seeing the numbers and everything. But, like they just aren't as comfortable like being on camera. Like for a long time, I, I hate being on camera. Like I, I wouldn't have done mm-hmm. something like this. Like I, I would stream with like out without face cam and like, I didn't really like want to be like, scene i would like kind of just i would prefer to just be like a voice like and just like work on my videos and stuff and do that and I, i've kind of like flirted with the idea of like doing content myself mm-hmm. um yeah no a, a lot a lot of a lot of editors are super cool and like they yeah they're basically like youtubers without showing their face like they, they have as much impact they just are like behind the scenes and don't want to don't want to be on camera how do you because you say you work for like clicks and sentinels how do you manage both of them at the same time i feel like that's a lot of work because they are like high that I mean you're working for very high profile people and orgs so like how do you manage to do both of them at the same time like what's your schedule usually like yeah so with clicks like i kind of delegate a lot now um so a lot of like i hardly ever really um edit clicks videos myself it's um i usually mm-hmm. so like the way it works with clicks not with sentinels but sentinels like, i like a flat salary with um clicks i got like a percentage revenue cut of the channel um and i kind of use that as like a budget as well and then he's like we have like a budget for editors per video um so like the like like i said earlier like like i'm not as good as editing as like other people so i like hire this guy we have called luke's and he's like really good he's like super talented like one of the best yeah. editors i've ever worked with and we'll pay him like x amount of money to edit the video and then my job at that point is just like coming up with the, the video idea. So I'll like send him like the part of the video I want. Like, so maybe clicks is, I don't know, playing, he like plays Fortnite arena fill and he meets this like little kid who's like super funny. And like, like it's like an hour section of like an eight hour stream. And like, yo, uh, from like two hours, 36 minutes to three hours, 12 minutes. I want this part cut down into 10 minutes. I send it to him and then he like works on it. And then like a day or two later, he sends it to me. And then I've, I come up with like a thumbnail idea and the title idea. So like it's less mm-hmm. like time consuming, but it's, it's still like important that my job is there. Cause like, obviously like I understand what's going to do well on YouTube and what isn't going to do well. Yeah. Um, it's like, yeah, without having to do the actual editing and like thumbnail design myself, it frees up a lot of time um, to work with Sentinels and manage both like adequately. Like I, I probably wouldn't want to take on too much more work. Cause I feel like it'd be unfair to both clicks and Sentinels because I wouldn't be putting in like maximum effort. Yeah. Um, but it's uh yeah i feel like they i already require a lot, a lot of demand yeah yeah but i feel like i have like a my balance just now is like pretty good i could probably like take on more work but i enjoy, i still enjoy like going out with my friends and doing stuff on the weekends and having time to play games and 
all that. So I'm like, I'm like pretty satisfied with my balance, my work life balance right now. Yeah. I feel like, uh, not a lot of people do that. It's like work, 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 like work. Yeah. Yeah. Balance. Like there's this like, like massive grind mindset where people are like, Oh, you have to be working like, like 18 hours a day. And that works for some people, but like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, I could probably be making a lot more money and like, earn, like doing more that I'm like, I'm like happy with like what I do, you know, like Bur- because and, burnout is a real thing. People, yeah, oh, 100%, like, people yeah. still don't understand that. Like if, yeah. uh, like if you were like taking another, like you're like setting those in clicks, right? That's already mm-hmm. huge work load itself. If you're adding more. It's like at that point you wouldn't be like satisfied for what you're doing. It's like, yeah. it's like, I, I'm like, I can't breathe. I can't like go out hang out yeah. get food, like do anything. It's like insane because I, I mean, I don't know how it is for editors as well. I don't know if like it does is like burnout often or common oh, yeah. with editors as 100%. well. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I've, I've like I dealt with that myself. Like so, back in Fortnite, I used to me and my friends had like a, a company called Motional, where it was basically like a like an in-house like it, as, as long as it was basically like an in-house like, like content editing thing. So like mm-hmm. we would have like a bunch of editors and a bunch of designers, and then clients would come to us and we'd like run their channels like through the company. And like we had like different tiers of like managers that worked under us and stuff, and like we would run it, and that was like that was like so stressful. Like I was sleeping for like five hours. I was like always talking to clients, like always communicating back and forth, and like that's the main reason why I like don't take on as much work as I probably could because that, that was so stressful in a time in my life. Like I never really want to go back to. Yeah. Like, it just like wasn't good for my mental health. Like I I never saw any of my friends. I like wasn't really doing anything I enjoyed. I was just like working, working, working. And it kind of like all caught up to me at once. And it like wasn't a fun time. Um, so, I mean, like, it, like to hats off to people that can do like that grind mindset and that grind lifestyle. But some people, it's just not for them. And like people think it's like bad that it's not for them. But like, I don't know if, if it's not for you, it's not for you. And you can still be successful and do well in things. Like, I feel like I'm proud of the work I do for Sentinels and Clicks. And I feel like I do it to a high level. But it's not like I'm grinding 24-7. I'm, like, doing the work when I can, like, when I want to do it. And I feel like that allows me to, like, be more, like, free creatively and, like, be able to put more effort in because I'm not, like, having to meet deadlines and, like, having to skip out on leaving my bedroom, you know? It's it's, it's a nice balance. And that avoids burnout. I mean, you live in different time zones, so you are... Yeah, that is... Yeah, that part kind of sucks. So how do you... Because, I don't know, people know you live in the UK. So... Like you balance because how how many hours ahead is the UK compared to the NA? So it's five hours to New York and then eight hours to California. So how do you balance? Because for example, what if like for them it's like uh, they'll message you at like what nine PM? It's like hey, we have an idea we want to talk about, and you're like, it's like in the middle of the mo- it's like the middle of the night. It's like dude, I'm like at bed. Like okay, nah, like, So my my schedule is just like completely like in ruins. Like I wake up at like. 3 4 p.m and i go to bed at like 5 6 a.m like it's 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 crazy and it's not probably not that ideal but like i don't know i i've made it work and i've like i've lived with it for the past like year or two now um because yeah. like sentinels is based in california so everything is like california times like, california <laughs> yeah so like everything like the first meeting in the morning is like 6 6 30 p.m my time and just that's like that's- 10 30 or 11 30 california time which is like crazy but you know i made it work i make it work and like when i went to california like a couple weeks ago i didn't have like jet lag or anything like it was great like i just woke up at a normal time yeah because you're running on their time yeah 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 so i mean it's yeah it's it kind of sucks sometimes because like on on like a friday like if if, like my friends like want to go do something like my friends like invite me out to the pub or something like oh no i've got a meeting at like 11 30 p.m or some shit yeah you know, like it's it's kind of hard it's kind of hard to explain but they kind of they kind of understand now and sentinels are pretty cool with like they understand that my hours are kind of like weird so they're usually pretty okay with me kind of taking off at random times or like missing missing time or whatever like i'll just like usually i'll like get a lot of work done like before everyone wakes up in california time and then have it ready for like the start of the day yeah uh how have you explained like to your parents is like hey uh i kind of work for an esports like like how did were they like what is that like how do you how do you explain that to them so i mean like they kind of always knew that like i was like editing and stuff because like I, I told them about like what i was doing with like booga and stuff and like when i was working for free they, i mean it was just like a hobby right because i was still in high school like i was just like doing it for fun mm-hmm. and it was just like a hobby like I, I could still like get my school work done and i could still like have a social life it wasn't like really that time consuming and then luckily I mean, I, yeah, I guess it's lucky. Like every since everything blew up so fast with Booga, 
it like it was kind of like a, i mean it literally was like overnight things like yeah. went from like just being a hobby to like this is like enough money to be like more than a full-time job and it, it, it got like pretty crazy and i kind of just explained to my parents and my luckily my parents are, like super cool and understanding and like i love my parents so much and they they like understood that this could be an actual career and it's something i actually cared about and they like trusted that i could do it um because i'm like i'm only 19 still so like i was yeah. when i like when i like, it was kind of perfect timing because like i left school right as things like were taking off so like i mean i always thought i was gonna go to university i was like i'm just gonna run with this for a year and see how it goes and then like things i don't know are like do it going pretty <laughs> well so, <laughs> yeah so like things are going pretty well like i'm making like good money i'm i'm happy i enjoy what i do and there's like a future and like a future career path of what i want to do it's like they they i mean there, luckily there was never a point where it was like it might work it might not work it kind of literally overnight like just did work so i it's I, like I you woke up it's like blessed. oh shit what happened <laughs> yeah yeah i know i i feel very blessed to be in that situation where like i i didn't really have to like prove it to my parents like oh like i make like 500 bucks here like if i, if I make like more i could like maybe make a job like it was literally overnight it was like a full-time job and like, yeah obviously i was very lucky for that to happen and like a lot of people do struggle with like getting their parents to understand I think a mix of like being so 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 successful so quickly and my parents being like super cool and understanding was like just the perfect combo. Yeah, I mean it's always how I feel like esports right now because I mean let's, uh, I'm it's not their fault it's just they're built on a different generation. I feel like yeah. our generation is like it's hard to explain to the like parents like I just yeah. tell my parents like I do I do podcastings oh what is it for like esports is like uh, is that video games I'm like yeah he's like okay I mean we support yeah. you but just like always i feel like people don't understand you have to have a backup i feel like a lot of people was like oh i put all my eggs yeah. in one basket it's like no man you uh, i mean of course editing is a little different I, I don't know if you could consider editing a little different because you can go into like editing for like i don't know you can go for like a, a news channel mainstream like yeah, that. yeah you can do for yeah. so you could take that into everything but for i'm saying for content creation it's like i mean for me i'm studying data analytics and statistics yeah. so like i'm doing coding but at the same time for me it's like this is not this is not anything what i'm doing it's still yeah. like completely different this is like a side hobby so i feel yeah, like definitely, i definitely should... would advise like going full-time into content creation from zero like it should definitely be like a side hustle that you like work on until it becomes like it can almost compete with or like overtakes like your your other job your full-time job yeah. or whatever. i feel like people don't understand that it's just like oh i i have to consecration is the only thing i think of i'm like it's not a bad thing you can always come back to consecration i mean yeah i feel like uh look at average jonas I feel he, like he said he didn't start consecrating until like he was like 28 or 29 yeah so like yeah, yeah. he he would like he started like to i mean to consecrators like that's considered late but like look at him yeah. he's light side with liquid and all that i feel like there is no age of when you can't be signed to a content uh, like yeah. you can't be signed or like you yeah, want to no make it big yeah, as a exactly. country. i feel like people understand that it's like esports like the one thing it's like it age like you can be signed at any age and like doesn't yeah. matter how old or young you are it's just how brandable is that uh can you can you agree that was, that, I've got, we, we can make it work i'm sure <laughs> brand uh i don't know there, there's a word for it but i can't think of it i can't think of it it's like if you are um like how you carry yourself and how how branding like rentable you are i feel like that's the word yeah. but like some, some it's definitely that. like that matters because you can't just be like this edgy like this person who like says this fucked up things like no man like it's hard for you to be signed i mean i feel like tyler yeah. one's the only person that i can think of that yeah. is kind of on that gray line but he's managed to make it work yeah so it, it's it's kind of interesting because i don't know if like uh as an editor as well it's like have you ever seen like clips or like uh, i don't know if like that's even you can even monetize it because i know youtube's a little strict on that so would yeah. you give any advice to people like who are on the edgy side i mean it obviously like can still work like you have people like speed who's like blowing up right now and he's like yeah. crazy <laughs> successful i mean i don't think it's like the model you should like instantly go to is like like being super edgy um i feel like there's like tasteful ways you can go about it i mean i think just like being authentic is like like good as well like not trying to mm. pretend to be anyone like I feel like people can see through someone with a fake personality these days a lot, a lot more easy, especially especially like on stream. It's a lot more easy to see if someone's like fake or actually real. Um, but I think I think I don't know. I think just being authentic is like the main thing. Like like if you're like genuinely a nice person or like or if you're genuinely an asshole, it's gonna show, and then people are either gonna like you or not like you. You know, like being yeah. being like a real person, and being relatable to people, and like being I don't know a personality that people are going to be attached to and people like watching and like i don't know enjoy being around i don't know then i yeah, feel yeah. like that's the number one thing is like being like a genuine good person be real <laughs> yeah be real yeah yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah i mean yeah, 
like like i don't know like i remember logan paul like tried streaming like years ago like before like the, the forest thing and everything like when yeah. he was like a vlogger and like obviously like his personality back then was like fake and like his stream like never like took off because like it's so hard to fake being someone for like eight hours at a time it's so hard to fake a personality mm-hmm. like that's why like so many streamers are like so I don't know, authentic and that sometimes goes badly for people because they get canceled for doing something bad or it goes super well because you don't have to pretend to be anyone and you have to you don't have to like live in this fake persona that's like being yourself is like always going to be the best way i think to grow you think streaming is like you have to stream in order to be big or do you think like i can i can be str- uh, i can be big without streaming uh like 60 hours like every week and all oh hours. yeah i mean like if you, if you stream for someone who streams for like 60 hours a week versus someone who streams for 10 hours a week but posts on tiktok every day and like makes content on other platforms a person who makes content on other platforms is going to win every single day because like like tiktok or uh, sorry twitch is like algorithm or like organic growth fucking sucks it's so bad unless you have like some yeah like twitch's organic growth sucks it's so hard to get discovered like you got to use like other platforms to grow because i know they removed the host thing i feel like that's where a lot of people's lives changed like yeah. I feel like they remove the host thing, so that's why it's like it. It feels like Twitch is like kind of like shooting their own foot with yeah. that kind of thing because now you'll see like people moving to YouTube and then people streaming on TikTok and like all that. So do yeah. you think like the meta is going to start to try to slowly shift to TikTok and YouTube, or do you think people should still stick to Twitch as of now? Well, I think what like um, Ninja's doing is really cool, where you stream on like a bunch of different platforms at once. I think that's like a really cool format that more people should yeah. try to follow. Because there's no real reason to stick to one platform. Why not stream on all of them? Unless you're like a partnered streamer, obviously. But then like you already have a platform. But like gaining like those first couple of viewers, like going from one viewer to like 10 viewers is like so difficult. From there, it's a lot easier. Like, I don't know, growing on other platforms, like using YouTube Shorts as well. Like the possibility, I, I love talking about YouTube Shorts. YouTube Shorts are crazy. Like, That's another thing I do want to, I mean, you are a YouTube manager. That's that, So I wanted to ask you about that as well. So <coughs> when it comes to Shorts, how do you think like, I mean, the big thing you, uh, youtube was like hey you get to monetize your shorts now and yeah. i think i i literally just read like before the podcast like now tiktok is doing it for people who are 100k plus so yeah. that's like they're doing a 50 50 revenue split so is it like it i feel like youtube is literally fighting three different <laughs> platforms oh, yeah, they're, they're, yeah. They're, they're, like, they're actually like doing well so like for yeah. youtube shorts that's a big thing right that's their i think that's the biggest news they had and then like they're slowly trying to fix their streaming i feel like their streaming plot works so kind of sucks yeah if you can agree with me because you can't it's unless you're partnered or like you signed to them you can't really stream on twitter yeah it's it's hard to grow for sure but i mean short bro shorts are the the move bro shorts are crazy like we've started posting shorts um on sentinel's channel Mm -hmm. and like the numbers like i I don't know if i can say exact numbers but like the growth that we get from posting shorts is is crazy like shorts are like super mad there's never because like since there's so many like people posting on youtube it's like super saturated now like it used to be so much easier to blow up on youtube like if you had actually original ideas but now it's like way more difficult but with shorts like the organic growth and like the algorithm the way it works is crazy so like if you post shorts alongside your long-form content it that's like the 100 the best way to grow right now is posting shorts and long-form content because like shorts and discoverability is crazy because youtube yeah. want people to leave tiktok and come to youtube so like if the reason they can give people is like it's easier to go viral then you can just like take advantage of that and then i don't know try grow as much as you can like shorts are shorts are the wave right now 100 yeah. and i don't think enough people are getting on it i feel like, like yeah i'm, I'm I, trying to i'm I trying to do with sentinels as much as we can yeah no for sure i mean uh sentinels are like you, you you guys can honestly post anything on shorts and i feel like you guys get numbers just because how much yeah. your, your fan base is crazy right now i, I mean we have a running gag in this podcast. We like just we just call Sentinels a streaming org, because yeah. like, of your old because all the like the Valorant pros uh, like they would all stream. So yeah. we would we, we would always like roast like it would always like be a, like a nice little roast like it's like oh yeah. nice job for the streaming org they made they made masters like I don't yeah. know how they got five content creators to make masters so like I know yeah so I mean that's like if anything that's like a good job for like us as a social team because like we've grown helped grow their brands and stuff you know yeah but, like uh, no it's I mean I mean like the Sentinels brand is like crazy dominant like what like sentinels as a whole have built like it's it's crazy like i mean just look at like zelsus like when zelsus joined sentinels like how much mm-hmm. his streaming career obviously like his personality like <clears throat> and his content is great but like the platform that sentinels were was able to give him and like let him like flourish was like i don't know like it's perfect like there's so many like being a part of sentinels is so huge for stream for players and content creators i think 
Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, for sure. I feel like <laughs> um, the different orgs provide different things. I mean, he got he got verified. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't yeah, get verified yeah. anywhere else. Yeah, so yeah. you guys did something right. Find that whole thing around it. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, I feel like, <laughs> and like and the big twist is that you guys got two Brazilians. Where like people was like, "What yeah. the fuck? Where the fuck did that come yeah, from?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why when I asked him, like, "Is that true?" and you're like, "I can't say anything." <laughs> well, yeah, because it's like kind of weird because it's like it's like George Jettis posts about it and like everyone knows about it and like even my friends ask me about it and like I'm like, "Oh, I don't, I don't know," because like I don't I don't want to be the one that officially says it, right? Because if I officially say it, well, I mean like are sentinels right so it's like yeah like everyone knew everyone knew that they, they were joining right but like yeah. you just can't say anything so I, i'm just like oh i don't know they might be they might it's like oh that, that'd be pretty cool it's like that wait aren't cool, you the yeah. editors <laughs> didn't you know like, as we've like already started we're working on the video like we've already like filmed with them and shit it's like oh i don't know maybe maybe they're joining i don't know yeah even to yeah. my friends i, I just have to like speak my friends just know know by now that i'm just not gonna say anything yeah, I mean, so uh, honestly, like you're in a particular, like you're in a weird situation where it's like, ah, I mean, I kind of know, but at the same time, I can't really yeah, say like, anything. It's like you know, I know, and I know you know that I know, but like I have to pretend I don't, you know? Yeah, like, like publicly, I'm not gonna say anything, but wink, wink. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's a, it's a weird situation. For yeah, sure. No, for sure, especially right now. Uh, yeah, but I mean, you, you're doing good, and I'm happy that you're like you're really flourishing. I mean, again, you're, I feel like you're like you kind of made it. You're one of like the editors that like I feel like you guys like you made it. Like you could put on your resume, anybody would love to pick you up. Yeah, so I, I mean, I, I, I'm I happy for you, man. <laughs> thank you, I appreciate it. Yeah, I know it's uh, I don't know, it still it still doesn't feel that real sometimes because like I mean, sense like Santos grooves like so fast as well. Like everything happened. Yeah. Like it feels like we were still making like Fortnite and XQC videos that got like five, ten k, and then like. One day now we just average like 300k views a video, which is just like crazy. Yeah. That all happens so fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh uh, well, I mean we're ending there at an episode, so we have a tradition. We usually end okay. every, uh, in every episode, so yeah, uh, we have two. So first one, do you know what a bidet is? I do know what a bidet is. Okay, do you have one? I what, do know if, have a bidet. Okay, what are your opinions on it? I think I've I've used a bidet. I think bidets are great. Right? Okay. Yeah. Because Danny, he makes fun of me because I have a bidet at home, right? And okay. I, live in the, I live in America. And I'm, by the way, in America, it's very rare to see a bidet. But yeah, like, I feel like, yeah, it's I've the heard most, that. It's like more common in the UK or in Europe. Yeah, or anywhere else. But I'm like, guys, it's like a 30, it's like you buy it off eBay, it's like 30 bucks. It's yeah. like not that hard to use install it. It's like not that hard. And people are like, oh, it's like a privileged thing. I'm like, dude, it's not. It's like so, <laughs> and they always roast me about having a bidet. Like all my yeah. friends, like they roast me. It's like, I was like, oh, why do you have a bidet? It's like the most efficient thing in the world yeah so yeah, i just yeah. need I, we every every like guess we usually ask like how efficient and like uh in argent like the ceo of leviathan we asked him and he's like oh yeah like everybody everybody in argentina has that like no yeah. if you don't have it it's like you you're considered dirty i'm like yeah. i wish americans <laughs> fucking felt that yeah, way because it pisses me off yeah people that understand you yeah and our second question is, what is your go-to boba order if you drink boba? Go-to bo- Dude, I've like hardly really had boba. I only had, I like for the first time in America. Oh yeah, how was it? Yeah, so it was good. I had, so like my favorite one is like honeydew, I think. Yeah. That was good. I really liked that one. My friend, she made me get that one. It was good. I enjoyed that. It was good. The honeydew one? Yeah. yeah I feel like uh, if you ever try, try all, if you ever, uh, I mean, I don't know how common it, because we asked George and he's like, oh, it's, it's becoming me. more common here. Yeah, because George was, we asked him, he's like, oh yeah, but like, there's like barely any boba places here. Like, I, I, yeah. I don't really try it. And I'm like, I, I, like, yeah, I didn't I'm... even know it existed until like three years ago. Really? Yeah, I'd, I'd like never really seen it. I only knew of it because of the internet. And now like stuff's are like, it's starting to pop up around here, but not, not really that common. Oh, okay. Is there any one, like, is there any places near you? Or is it um, yeah, I think like in the, in the new mall they built, there's one somewhere. Okay. I mean, I would highly advise try, um, Almond milk tea. I feel like that okay. was really good. I tried almond almond milk tea. I, feel, I don't know if you're almond lactose intolerant, but like, nah, you yeah. can try it. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're dominant. You have a dominant gene. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's me. But uh, appreciate you coming on. Thank you so Thanks much. And uh, thank you guys for listening. I love you guys. Bye bye.